Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossover for the week of December 2nd, 2019. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about what if there isn't a big premiere event for the fans? What what will happen? Uh, also, we'll be talking about the super cynical version of the Ghostbusters history. No, no, we're not going to get into that. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, last week's episode. Some fun stuff. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, uh, hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. How's hey. it going? This hey. is this is the cross rip. This is Troy Benjamin filling in for Ryan hey. Dole. I appreciate yeah. you uh, listening. Uh, the, the best part about uh, some of the feedback that we got about the Miller time was just how drunk were you guys? And you're like, no, we we really weren't. We Not had like a at beer. all. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, the best part was afterwards when I left the recorder upstairs and we went downstairs. Rob's apartment has a game room and they had skee ball. And it got ugly real quick. Real ugly. Ugly in that it got too competitive or ugly in that it... Uh, that ugly <laughs> ugly in that one person got super competitive. Uh, I wonder who that was. Uh, you can guess. <laughs> right in, folks. <laughs> uh, let's, just say, let's just say my best score was a respectable 300 and I was not the top score. Oh... 300 is not too uh, not too shabby on the old ski ball. I will also say that uh, Gary threw a lot of 90s, which is the lowest you can get because you toss nine balls and 10 points is the lowest you can get. <laughs> Gary was not the most competitive one, so... Uh, yeah. Okay. I've, narrowed, okay. I've narrowed it down for you, everybody. <laughs> insert, Please. insert here, yeah. Please write ski ball spaz on an 8x10 card. To win your no prize. To win your self, no prize. Stamped envelope. Mail to... Secret Studio North. Oh man, yeah, it's. Uh, I I was concerned when you said that you uh, you're like ah, should I have gone through and bleeped out a few words? And I was like I don't know. I, uh, I, I we thought about it and then then as I was listening to it, it's like no, nah, I'm glad we didn't censor any of this. It was just <laughs> it just was what it was. It was a wonderful conversation that you guys had. And then uh, <coughs> having the yes have some uh, folks call in that was a lot of fun too. Uh, yeah, that was Ryan, because Ryan, Ryan will always try and call in at the drop of a hat. <laughs> Although what it did teach me is that you and I have talked about this, too. <clears throat> I, have, um, I have two inputs on um, my Zoom here for two, ni- two mics. Yeah. 
And that was them calling in on an iPhone held up to a mic. That so actually sounded pretty good, too. Yeah. It sounded uh, pretty darn good. I could literally call people and, and, you know, and we could just record that. And that'd be not bad. Yeah, sometimes better than, you know, you and I, uh, we FaceTime each other. Uh, but, you know, Skype is usually how we'll call people. And Let's put um, it this way. It sounded, yeah. it sounded quite obviously like they were calling in, but it still sounded way better and way clearer than even, like, radio call-ins today do you know what i mean yeah like, oh man it's just you still have that everybody still sounds like they're talking <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like yeah wow yeah so i was pleasantly surprised by that yeah. maybe, maybe we'll have to talk to it. them more yeah we'll have to do that more often uh definitely when the trailer drops we're immediately calling craig <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly craig craig i know you're at work craig. but you need to talk to us right now and then even though he's at work abby will be yelling at him for like are you podcasting right now <laughs> Yeah, that was the other fun part. Was uh, she was? <laughs> I didn't realize she was there. He just he only he only said that it was him and Jacob there. And then when I said, "Oh, you know what? It'll be fun." Craig, you have the last word, <laughs> the last thought, <laughs> and she's yelling from the other room. Rah! Like, oh, <laughs> Abby's there. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I mean, they, they're just, the three of them always hang out together. I just assume yeah. that the three of them are a familial unit that are, no matter what, they're, if they're at the grocery store, the three of them are at the grocery store together. That's yeah. just how I picture their lives. Well, here's the thing. I, I mean, I never confirmed or anything, but the next day they were posting like they were at RetroCon and stuff like that. So I suspect either he called and they were like in a hotel. Well, I don't know where RetroCon is. Maybe I should have checked. That would have helped with the... It's, uh, yeah, it's in uh, it's in the Atlanta area, I think. So Okay, so yeah. they probably weren't at a hotel or anything. Yeah. But it was either post-show and they were just hanging out, or post-show and they were recording, or the day after and they were recording. Like, Jake's not usually in the same space as them. Like, that's uh, quite often he comes in on another line sort of thing. But they, they were together for something, and I'm betting it was something to do with... Um, yeah, last I'm sure week's when, episode, we, yeah, when or, we tune, tune in to uh, last week's episode of uh, Yes, Have Some... Yeah. Uh, but, uh, there it is. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so we will talk a little bit more about, uh, some topics that came up in said Miller time episode. Yeah. Uh, that'll come up here at the top of the next segment, but, uh, Oh, it, can I, uh, 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 get it off the top this time? Talk about my game. Yes, please. I actually wanted you to, I wanted you to, to get this in at the top. Here. How, how so are the sales? Tired. How are things going? Good. Um, we're heading into, well, by the time you hear this, the Thanksgiving sale will be over, but we still have it at early access price. Um, that's just uh, something we did. We left early access, kept the early access price. There'll be some more content and uh, add-ons later on, and it might go up. So now's the time to grab it. A cool 20 bucks, and uh, you can- um, That's not bad at all. Dive down into the pit infinity and see what uh, see what bites your head off first. <laughs> And and what what would be something that would bite your head off in this game? <laughs> uh, alien bears. Those are the oh, things okay. that usually bite your head off first. Yeah, that sounds about you get right. Get nibbled a lot by a lot of things, and then there's a couple of th- there's uh, some robots that are uh, they're pretty mean, but they just shoot you full of holes and usually have a pretty good chance. But uh, if it's a little too early in the game and you have the bad luck of running into a bear and you don't get away, yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> You know how they say polar bears are strong enough they can swat a man's head off? That's basically That's uh, what these guys are. We went for the alien version of that, yeah. Well, did did I just did I force spoilers here upon like the things that are going to kill you and the things that you'll encounter in the game or not really? <laughs> no, okay. well cuz it's it's a it's a dynamically uh, like it's a randomly generated roguelike. So 
at the end of the day, I could tell you about everything in the game and exactly what you need to do to counter it, and you'll very rarely be able to prepare for it. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. All right, I don't feel you quite may as never bad. run into a bear, and I may say you need like a really good, you know, particular weapon to take out the bear, and you may never see the weapon until. You know, at a later floor, or maybe never in a game, or it, you just, there's no way you can plan. This and isn't Donkey Kong. This isn't like Pac-Man, where there's the pattern. Yeah, or anything draw like with the wax pencil on your screen, and you'll get there. Uh, this is this is 2019, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is this Anyways. is 2019, man. We got we got algorithms <laughs> now. So this is the end of our uh, busy, busy weeks. You have successfully moved. I have yeah I have moved we have launched a platform uh, and I have finished birthdays my game. and Thanksgivings yeah. and all sorts of stuff but uh, yeah uh, and we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the show but we are we're quickly getting into our holiday programming so we have some uh, some fun fun stuff coming uh, in the next three four weeks actually uh, since we're into to December, which is traditionally kind of where you and I take a little step back and, uh, just a little one. Yeah. I mean, we still have episodes that air because we're just, we, we want you guys to have stuff in your ear holes every Monday, even if it is the holidays, even if you're on vacation, <laughs> if you're, if you're with family, if you're out there, uh, enjoying, uh, the three or four feet of snow that you just got this past week. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so more on that at the end of this episode, but, uh, I, you know, I kind of wanted to talk to you about, I I've been with rise of Skywalker now two weeks away as you guys listen to this. Um, uh-huh. I I've, I've kind of been experiencing sort of like a, uh, like this is a dress rehearsal for the new ghostbusters. Have you kind of had that feeling where I'm just like, I know nothing about this movie and I, I like that. I, I, I want <laughs> that to remain, uh, and despite the fact that, you know, this whole script thing that John Boyega left his script in uh, a hotel room underneath the bed and it ended up on eBay and like that is worst case scenario for the new Ghostbusters for me. Like if a script ends up out there in the wild and gets picked apart, I don't, did you, did you yeah. hear about that? Did you hear that? Like, I guess Disney bid on it on eBay or had eBay take it down or send it to him or something. Did they get, get it back? They got it back some, hmm. somehow, some way, somehow. It's weird. It's <laughs> it's very James Bond. It was like, uh, you know, what are you doing? Why are you selling this doomsday device? You could rule the world yourself. It's like, I don't want to rule the world. I just want the money. Well, I, it's, that's it's the, the same. best part. You could, like, you could rule the internet. I don't want to rule the internet. I just want money. I, and that's, I am, I am eternally thankful that that person was in it for monetary gain as opposed to ruling the internet or, you know, uh, social media cred or... I'm going to put this all up on Reddit and everybody's going to love me because I'm the person that leaked the entire script. No, they're just like, I'm going to make some cash off of this. And in the process, nobody's going to love you either. Yeah. Well, no, but nobody that's, it's always like, it's that firsties mentality. Everybody on social media, they want to be the person that breaks whatever it is, whatever news it is, whatever, you know, the big spoiler or big reveal is they want to be that first person to it. And, um, I'm just, I'm just glad that they went old school and they just wanted to make money off of it. Thank, thank you, whoever you were that found that in the hotel room and decided to put it on up for auction as opposed to scanning every page and releasing it once a day on your Instagram account. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't really compare Rise of the Skywalker because I am going to see it. I do like Star Wars. I'm just not chomping at the bit to see this one. So while yeah. like you, I don't know much about it. 
I'm not counting the days. I haven't booked my tickets. Nothing like that. Like it's just it's just too busy. And between now and Christmas, I'm like looking at it. Like enjoy your time. Enjoy your youth, kids. Because because <laughs> yeah. I know there's some rough stuff out there, but there's a certain amount of. <laughs> Laissez faire. There's a certain amount of blowing in the wind that you 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 might not realize is still a huge boon. You may be broke, you may be struggling, but at least at the drop of hat you can go. I'm gonna go see Star Wars. I yeah. have to plan this stuff in advance, and most of the time I look ahead and go, maybe in January. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we've we've already pre-booked a sitter. We know that on December 20th we have somebody watching there the baby. You go. And, yeah. Good for um, you, man. But uh, well, here's 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 the flip side. If my son was younger, I would probably do that. The trouble is, my son is movie going age, so we have a lineup of movies to go see already. Yeah, that's true. Let's, let's just say the countdown to Trolls Two has already begun. <laughs> uh, I guess it could be worse. It could be worse. But uh, I, I like Troll One, so uh, Trolls One. So I'm probably not going to be the too. The Timberlake upset, song is awfully damn catchy. I'll okay. give you that. Uh, well, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, if, if you like, if, if Paul Rudd were to have, uh, accidentally left his Ghostbusters script in a hotel room in Calgary and somebody put it up online page by page by page by page, (laughs) it it would be devastating. It would, it would be so contrary to everything that they've been trying to do with this movie. Given the amount of, of coverage Calgarians, uh, gave uh, gave that production i would imagine the script would have been found by somebody who didn't work at the hotel dressed up as one of the housekeeping staff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, rifling through uh waste paper bins or and then uh running off with it uh yeah i i hope we can hold too and that well here we don't have to worry about the script leaking quite so much because you know Production's over, so right, apparently right. they well. But production yeah. on Rise of Skywalker was finished too. I mean, I know they were they were doing reshoots, like additional photography yeah. and stuff. But um, do you know that uh, Sony actually had uh, uh, a production coordinator? Their sole job was to call everybody with a copy of the script every day and say, "Do you know where your script is?" Oh, that's. I mean, that's not uncommon anymore. Now, uh, some productions. Oh, that's a real thing. Yeah, they won't even let just, people have scripts that they can walk away with. They have to have just, scripts I just, that. I completely yeah. made it up. I, no, no, I thought it was funny. I didn't realize it was a thing. I guess I should have See, I'm a terrible futurist. I don't. I mean, uh, Marvel, Marvel Productions. <clears throat> there is a a chief security officer. There's actually two or three yeah. on the set, and it is their job to go around and collect all of the um, call sheets and sides, <laughs> which are like the small scripts that you get with all the pages that you're shooting for the right. day. One um, is for one security officer is for Tom Holland, and the other <laughs> is for everybody else. Yeah. Tom, Tom Holland actually has three assigned to him on his own. Um, it's a team. Yeah, it's just he has like Secret Service agents, but it's just like uh, with a buzzer that just kind of zaps him every time he starts talking about something he's not supposed to. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I mean, and like to like people who like Paul Rudd was on. I'm trying to remember which talk show it was uh, that he was on where he was talking about. I can't say anything. Um, was it? It was Fallon uh, or Kimmel? I think it was Fallon. I was pretty sure. Um, well, oh, uh, one. We of the talked other. about it. It wasn't that long ago. But They're semi interchangeable these days. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, nobody's allowed to talk about anything. Everything is so secretive. And I know that some of the old school stars. You know, I'm sure like your Billy D. Williams is of the world. You're like, I don't care 
about the secrecy. Like we didn't have this much secrecy back in the eighties yeah. when we were working on star Wars and everything was fine, but it's just a different <laughs> world. And it, well, to be fair with the older ones, there's a certain level of, you may not care. Would you like to keep showing up in star Wars properties? <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is part of it too, but I don't, I, it's, yeah, I, I get it. Like it has become a commodity that you have to have the element of surprise. There's a lot of also kind of, it's not espionage. It's not trying yeah. to undermine things, but if, if something leaks out and nobody likes it, it just, it tanks your movie before your movie even yeah. comes out. So different people, different mindsets too. Like remember Ernie Hudson with uh, well, a couple of times with answer to the call and the same with Dan <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of thing where it's just those guys, like you and I read the stuff they say and immediately went, ooh, that, mm, there was probably a more diplomatic way to say that. Yeah. But those guys don't run that same filter. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just a generational thing. It's so. a generational one. Once you get to a certain point in your career, you get to a certain established, it's, you know, sort of how your grandparents just tell it like it is and get super blunt <laughs> and you go, oh, grandma, that's kind of racist. Um, but because because they've reached that point in their it lives was, where they don't care. It was a different time. Yeah, it was a one, different time. A terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> grandma, oh. I never knew this. I thought you were my sweet, dear old granny and... Good lord! Anyway, would you prefer a gracious, a racist grandma or a racy grandma? They go uh, one of that whole uh, too old to care. They go one of two ways, and I this is this is one of those Beatles Elvis questions that it always stumps people because there's no right answer. No, there, really there are isn't. no winners. No and dealing, winners. I do have an in-law who likes to you know say things like, "Well, Harrison Ford," I, I, it, it's uncomfortable. I'm not into it. So. I like the ones that speak in euphemism, and then while you're horrified, they think you didn't get it, and they say it explicitly. It's like, no, no, no. Oh, no. I got no, it the no, first no. time. Yeah, there, there was no explanation necessary there. <laughs> Anyhow, what was, hey, what was what was what was the line? If you know what I'm saying, we always know what we, you're saying. We know Joey. what you mean. Yeah. Uh, mm. Wow. Well, if you can't tell, it is a slow news week going into our uh, uh, yeah. our holiday programming here. But let's we'll jump into the news proper, even though it's kind of not really news. Yeah. And uh, let's, we'll just, let's just say we haven't forgotten the news. I don't think there's going to be news. But what, instead, what we're doing is we're going to keep one eye open for the next five weeks for, uh, before we're, you know, once we're out of the holiday, uh, window, we'll keep one eye open for a trailer. Yeah. It's not yeah. impossible. A teaser is not impossible at this point. And, and if it happens, we will scramble and we'll put something together. Absolutely. I mean, we have, we have our, our well-set plans here to take our, our holiday hiatus, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can bet if a trailer comes out, we will not I mean, uh, stick just, our heads just in the Just this sand. past week, we learned that one of us can call the other one and put the phone up to a mic, and it sounds great. <laughs> not too bad. We yeah. can do it remotely on the road if we have we to. And I, actually, technically, we have on a couple of occasions. We so. have. We've done it. It's just, you know, there there are, we've talked about it before. We, we like to put a certain amount of production value into our show, and there are uh, other podcasts where, yeah, I could just throw their voice recorder up and we could just do it. So there you yeah, go. We can, we can cheat every now and then, but... Eh. Um, all right, so here we go with the kind of news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Hang on a sec. You ready? 
Hang on. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that recorded or not. What was that? It's my, uh, hang on. Oh, it doesn't pop as much as I want. <laughs> I am um, uh, enjoying, for completely medicinal purposes, I was supposed to pick up an order of uh, muscle relaxants today for a shoulder oh. complaint I've had for about a month now. And since that didn't work, I'm just going to go with the uh, old-fashioned here. Oh, okay. I picked up a seasonal vanilla Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit of Patron. I have no name for it, but I guess at this point people expect me to come up with one. Vanilla yeah. and and tequila. <laughs> bad uh, idea. I just made myself a bad idea. You just made yourself a bad idea. Um, it's uh, But the best part of the story is I. If this is Dan Aykroyd Patron. That um, I learned the the hard way. I got him to sign it. Uh, not exactly inexpensively either. And um, well, it turns out alcohol, <laughs> any alcohol from one bottle to another, even, uh, and even without the alcohol, Sharpie doesn't stay on glass very well. I so. was going to ask you. So, so I have uh, one of the giant crystal skull bottles that was shined, shined, yep. signed in Sharpie. Yep. And in the move, the the Ackroyd signature is wearing off. And uh, is there a way to preserve it, for one? And then also, I haven't been drinking the vodka, and I, I was thinking, like, what am I doing? I'm sitting on a bottle of giant vodka that I haven't yeah. consumed. Well, I've consumed it several times over because, again, the, the vodka was the one I wanted to try because, of course, early on when he was selling it, he wouldn't stop talking about how wonderful it was. And that's when I found out the hard way that the vodka just took it, like really just forget it, gone. And since then, you know, I I you know got to meet him, get my picture taken with him. I think he's, I don't know the last time he signed. Oh, he signed my, um, <laughs> I have two things signed by him. I have my copy of Making Ghostbusters and my copy of Hellbent. So that's okay. I have a signature. I don't need it anymore. But the Patron had the same problem. I know some people have, uh, like there's uh, craft shellac and stuff like that. Like you can give it a spray. It's, it's the, you spray on your collages and stuff like that to hold. Uh, Just to give it like a little, uh, a glo- uh, not sh- a little hold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some sort of a covering over top yeah, of it. Or, for, yeah. For the, for the more, yeah. And, um, I didn't know about it at the time I missed out, but the Patron, I was like, well, I don't want to, the Patron bottle, the, the, the crystal head vodka bottle. Great. The Patron bottle is just a bottle. And once the, the signature was gone, I was like, no. So I went online and I found, uh, maybe think geek and now they're gone, unfortunately, but, uh, somebody was making zombie head decanter bottles. Oh, that's cool. So I got a zombie head decanter bottle and it showed up. The bottle's great. The the cork in it sucked, so I immediately went online, and there's a website devoted to wine corks, fancy <laughs> wine corks, like reusable <laughs> wine corks, and I ordered up one, and yeah, so now I have, I have a crystal head, I have my zombie skull, and I'm drinking a, um, uh, I don't know, I'll have to go, first step is I should probably look and see if there's something that's uh, tequila, cola, and vanilla, and see what that is, and then I'll tweak and rename from there. I'm getting very close to making this, uh, this, uh, cocktail book. 
I, I mean, we, we've been threatening it for the, the five years of existence of the podcast. So mm-hmm. it's gotta, it's gotta happen for uh, the next year for 2020. We gotta do <clears throat> something or other. Hey, I invented a drop shot, so we got to put this together, right? Uh, yes, so. yes, exactly. <clears throat> so, um, so, and, and Hey, if anybody out there has any suggestions, I've got this crystal head vodka bottle and it's got maybe th- three quarters yeah. of the signature on it. So I don't want to lose any more of it, but most of you out there probably have one. What did you do? To yeah, what did you it? do? Cause even just dusting it, giving it like a you know with a little swiffer uh starts taking off the sharpie it off. so yeah yeah so it what does do you do? not adhere well is the uh, problem yeah yeah so uh yeah open to suggestions but uh hey let's let's not talk about preserving my collection although the, <laughs> the crazy thing is i did find a bunch of things in the move where i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i do i love that but we, we can talk about that later um i wanted to talk about the uh the miller time conversation points that came up because all right uh trailer was one one. Uh, and then premiere was the other one. Yes. Uh, we, we won't get into the, uh, the porn adaptations or the, <laughs> I remember what the other one was. I was like, Oh, we're, we're going there. Um, but uh, only briefly, only briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I really latched onto your comment about, uh, not knowing if you're physically up for doing another, uh, red carpet, uh, yeah. <laughs> interview. <laughs> Well, as Ryan said, oh, now you know you can prepare prepare for it. I guess technically we can, but man, it's hard. Like the only way to prepare is I bring my giant Vancouver borderline golf sized umbrella to like yeah to I stand mean, under. Like I really was. feel for the people that do that for a living because you and I were we were out there for what was that like f- four hours, five oh, hours, maybe? yeah. Yeah, at least four hours. But in the, you know, L.A., in the summer uh, sun for uh, five hours and 90 degree heat, as everybody yeah. else was, too. But On asphalt, like right in the middle of like yeah, one of L.A.'s yeah. most famous concrete and asphalt canyons. And it was, and, the, and by, by the way, that runs perfectly east to west. The sun never went anywhere <laughs> except really right didn't. at you. Oh, my God. It really didn't. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, actually, it's, it's tough because you don't want to complain about something like that. It was a once in a lifetime that, opportunity. But Sony, but, if you're listening and you do that, build like a, like a, like the dugout half roof covers <laughs> that we can stand under. <laughs> well, those Please. Yeah, for the, yeah, for the Oscars and stuff, they'll do that because they expect like today it is raining in Los Angeles. So they'll, they'll what? plan for that kind of thing. But, oh, uh, that bomb cyclone you got going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody else is getting snow, but we're just getting rain, which, uh, there anyway. you go talking about the weather um, we had a nice sunny day well so at, for vancouver that's unheard of um but i i just i like everybody kind of automatically assumes that there's, that there's going to be, be a fan event now and that's that's kind of what i think is the dangerous thing here because will people be upset yeah. if there isn't a if fan there event? isn't one well this calm down troy this All community right. is not prone to convincing <laughs> themselves that their wishes our promises <laughs> right. and then getting Heaven mad forbid. when they don't come true. Oh man. That's my biggest fear is that there's not going to be something for the fans. And then it's sort of because they're, they've put themselves in another damned. If you do damned, if you don't position because everybody is talking about, well, I'll see you at the premiere. Ah, I'm, I'm so excited. They're going to invite us out for a premiere screening again. It's like, <laughs> well, 
that was kind of an outlier. That was a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Even Ryan in the, uh, the Miller time last week was saying that for the star Wars events, they'll invite maybe one or two people from each garrison. Yeah. Um, and even then it's like a draw, it's like a, a lottery raffle and, and they do it because it's a charity thing and, and so on and so forth. So, I'm I'm just I'm genuinely concerned that come July uh, there's going to be impressions of the movie or or hurt feelings that are going to impact things um, if they don't do that. I mean, again, I, maybe they're going to do a big fan event. Maybe they're going to have all the fans on the red or green carpet again. Um, but I, I think people have to be prepared for it not to happen too. What if it doesn't happen? What if what if there's a premiere in Westwood and it's a tiny thing that they're not going to go all out for at the Chinese theater? What if there's not a premiere at all? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I. Well, there's pre- they've, they've set a precedence here, so yeah. it's this yeah. kind of goes back to the same thing, just kind of the same uh, stuff we were talking about with the if they give away too much in the teaser slash trailer. I think part of this comes down to marketing, Sony marketing and what they decide they want to do. Yeah. Uh, which may be, they don't care about the fans and if that's, it'll never happen or, you know, Jason and them might be, Oh, let's just keep it on the down low. And they're all like, no bigger. Yeah. Marketing huger. wants to make a big splash. Yeah. Cause you know, it just depends on, you know, it's a, it's a, what do you call those? Um, not a triptych, not a daguerreotype. What do you call those? Uh, the Marvel uh, Secret Wars action figures had the hologram stickers. What are those called? Oh, like the lenticular? Lenticular. Yeah. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Thank you very much. It's kind of a lenticular thing that depending on what angle you look at it, it kind of, you can see a different, like a marketing person may go, man, it's basically free advertising. Like, and you know, like I said, we, we said during the thing, 200 fans is really good optics for you know, television cameras and it worked because it was everywhere. But, but like, so, and, and is the marketing thinking behind that? Like, look how many fans of Ghostbusters there are. Therefore I should go see it. Or is, that, it, yeah. is it sort of shooting yourself in the foot because it's like Comic-Con where it's like, well, you've, you've shown all of these diehard fans. It's like you're, you're placating to the audience and then you're kind of forgetting about, oh, we need to f- sell it to the, the people that are not diehard fans. We need to yeah. get the people that don't know Ghostbusters intimately inside and out. Uh, and and is, it, is it off-putting for people who are not diehard fans to see rabid diehard fans in their, you know, their flight suits with uh, their packs and stuff like that? No, I think audiences do separate that, especially when it's in conjunction with a premiere. They regard it as part of the spectacle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I, th- for, I think so for a Star still, Trek event, like, yeah, uh, Star Trek Beyond comes out and they throw a big premiere, and there's a bunch of of Trek fans out there, you know, in uniforms, in in makeup. Um, uh, I guess you 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 kind of separate yourself from that, yeah. But uh, I I don't know. I think, uh, boy, it's so many questions, and mostly it comes down to like you were saying, like. There's no guarantee. And I'm, I was a little worried too, cause it came up in the, the Miller time discussion. There was some people in, you know, there's a Facebook group about it, which is just a natural because last time it came in left field and it all kind of. So people are trying to prep in advance. So, yeah. Well, it's so, sort of social media together really quickly and that was fine. And so now people are like, well, let's just social, it started as let's just social media now. 
And then that way we're ready to roll when we find out if what everything's going to happen. The trouble is, is, you know, when you have something called like, you know, Ghostbusters 2020 premiere Facebook group, some people read it as a, it's a thing and it's a not a thing. And some people were like, when do premieres happen? And you, you know, it's like, it can happen the night before it can happen yeah. a week, week and a half before. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's nearly impossible to plan for. I'm like, yeah. Cause we don't know. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Tell that to the event planning commission that's trying to put it together and figure out, uh, what theater yeah. is available and if they can shut the streets down and you know, they're already exactly. thinking those things through right now. Um, and so already there's a contingent of fans that are like, I'm just going to book now and then it won't be a problem. And then they'll yeah. be mad because there's no way to plan for it. And if they plan wrong, it's going to, um, uh, losing out on, you know, my, you know, deposit on my hotel and I have to move my flight to some other time. I can't refund it and I can't use it. For, it just, no, <laughs> nobody promised us nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's all kind of been something that you've self-constructed. Uh, nobody, nobody yeah. not only did nobody promise us nothing, Jason has kind of been dropping stuff, but it, it, it kind of worked because <laughs> nobody's really commented much. Um, hasn't been a lot of interacting with fan groups during yeah. the whole thing. Um, you know, proximity helped a lot for a couple of groups. Um, and that was about it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's not because I, I remember answer the call. They were, um, you know, the online groups occasionally got some stuff handed to them and none of that. We've seen none of that. It's just, so I think, I mean, it's not impossible that they're like, thank you. We love you. We've put stuff in here that you're going to love. Please come see it. And there's no, yeah. no promise that they have to involve us in oh, it. Which is not a whatsoever. bad thing either. Yeah. I mean, no. that's, I, I can't fault them because it's also people speaking on behalf of Sony, people speaking on behalf of the production company, people speaking on yeah. behalf of the movie, um, <laughs> which you can't, that's a variable that you can't control. If you're the marketing group, you can't control any of that either. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at any rate, uh, I just thought that was, that was an interesting conversation cause it's come up a couple of times on the podcast before. Um, but, uh, the fact that Can it you, came up again in a Miller time, you know, with the, the Ghostbusters of BC and yes, have some, it's, it's on it's, everybody's mind. Yeah, everybody's really thinking is. about it and it's still, you know, seven months out, but, um, yeah. Can you hear me sniffling and snuffling? I apologize to everybody because oh, I just decided to clog up. You're you're getting sniffly, and I'm calling from an echo chamber. If everybody thinks that I sound <laughs> like the voice of God right now, I apologize. But um, apparently, I'm allergic to tequila and vanilla. Coke, so <laughs> we have to put that in the book. Do not take it if you're allergic to tequila. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time I go to the hospital. Are you allergic to anything, Mister Stewart? Yeah, tequila. Uh, it's and just vanilla tequila Coke. and vanilla Coke. I guess I don't know. Mm. Uh, and Jägermeister uh, for some reason. <laughs> Are you allergic to anything, Mister Stewart? Dumb questions. <laughs> Wait, come back. <laughs> My bleeding arm. Bye. Bye. Um, so uh, the, the only kind of news item that we can talk about this week is the movies that made us is hitting um, Netflix on November 29th. So after we actually right. record this, two days after we record this. Yeah. And uh, this is, it's from the, the company that did the toys that made us, uh, that, that same production company. So you can expect it's, it's going to be sort of talking heads, uh, clips that you, you kind of know what to expect <coughs> from it. But yeah, I expect it'll be very akin to um, uh, what we saw in the epic, 
Epics. Epics. Yeah, that sort of Epics 35th anniversary special where it's yeah. a lot of a lot of effects on photos and uh, very. I love yeah. the 80s, but but yes. I, I mean, I love I love Ghostbusters getting that kind of attention, and uh, Netflix has been putting uh, at least Toys That Made Us is in a pretty prominent uh, yep. featured position lately. So hopefully this will will get that there. So it's good eyeballs going into the new movie. People start thinking about Ghostbusters again. Um, so, uh, so check that out. Uh, that's on Netflix, the movies that made us, uh, and we do know that there's interviews with Ivan and Dan, at least, uh, in at there, the very it's least. in the trailer. Um, and then once that's done, immediately run out and grab tickets if you're in London, because 29, was it five days later? Uh, yeah, the BFI Clean, screening. Cleaning up the town, screens at the BFI. I saw, um, Edgar Wright had just been to the BFI for the BFI seems to be the fancy British version of the Beverly, uh, theater in Hollywood in that they do lots of screenings of classical prints and films and a real, uh, cinematic junkies, a cinephiles, um, uh, destination point. And he basically went in the morning and watched five movies and then went home. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, are you, and I know he's a bit of a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, are you going? Are you going to go? That would be so cool for Edgar Wright to be there. But, uh, I think so. I, I mean, he seems like he would be up for a, a Ghostbusters documentary. Um, and it's, it's so close to like, well, no, there's no holidays there in the UK and it's a little too far away from Christmas, but would he be working right now? Maybe not. I, Edgar, if you, if you hear yeah. this, go. He's obviously listening, yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so uh, congrats to the Buenos. Uh, I was thinking, so Eastwood Allen, who I know did some work at one point on on Clean Up the Town, his uh, RoboDoc uh, just came out uh, as part of the yeah. RoboCop uh, Arrow Films release. Um, so I'm anxious to that. see that too. Um, anyway, that's a tangent we don't have to talk about. But uh, so, yeah, so congrats to the uh, the Clean Up the Town folks. Um, keep hitting up the Q Media website because they've started posting those screenings. And then also uh, the Clean Up the Town uh, Facebook page. I know that they've been updating with uh, times and dates of, of screenings as, as they pop up. But Yes, they also uh, recently – okay – much in the same way that we asked people to uh, not harass production in Calgary, <laughs> a gentle plea to people who backed uh, cleaning up the town. Please, <laughs> if you got to ask the question, just direct message them. Don't be one of eight people that drops into the comments and goes, when are we getting our DVD copy? Uh, they're working on it. There's an order to things now that they've hooked up with a a distributor and the distributor's focus is on, you know, getting it out into theaters and next is the discs. So we will get it in time. Yeah. They've kind of, by, by getting a <coughs> distributor, they've kind of lost that control that they would have had when they did it themselves. Yep. Uh, so I, I for, know that they're in good, kind of a, a tough return. spot, but yeah. It, Cause it, it meant it was going to be shown in theaters in a lot of different places and more to the point while they haven't figured out us North America yet, uh, the UK will be getting uh, streaming and video on demand on the 27th of January, I think they said. Oh, is that real? I didn't know that part. That's huge. 27th of January. Uh, huh? Well, bec- and uh, this came up because uh, Claire went, look at this fantastic poster at the BFI. Hooray. Awesome for us. And the first three comments are, when are we getting our DVD? So she was uh, <laughs> politely trying to help people going, uh, it's coming. It's ca- Yeah, uh, soon, soon, sooner than later. Um, um, so yeah, it's not cool. We get it. We're there with you. I want my copy, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to see the final <laughs> film too. You've actually gotten to see it, but I, I haven't seen the final version yet. So um, it's great. 
Yeah. So we're going to get our copy soon enough. We're going to get a chance to see it in theaters or, or on a television screens one way or another. Uh, pretty darn soon, one way or another. So yeah, just uh, hang tight. Yeah, hang tight, and uh, you'll you'll see it soon enough. Um, well, that's that's all I have, Chris. It's a very short rundown this week, um, which. Oh is is unfortunate because it's one of the last opportunities you and I are going to talk I mean barring a trailer uh, where we scramble and, and figure out uh, some alternative plans um, <laughs> it's the last time that we're going to be able to talk uh, for for a little bit here um, probably and- a little while the um, let's see uh, I noticed some of the toys we talked about have started to come out that remote controlled uh, the 4x4 Ecto is out now, right? I've seen people Somebody actually picking it. it up. Yeah, I can't remember if they saw it at a Walmart or a Target. Yeah, Walmart has really started getting all of the the uh, mainly the cars, mainly the Ecto one, like the model kits, the RC car. Yeah, I think Johnny Lightning. I remember correctly, it was somebody in Canada, which means they would have seen it at a Walmart. Because we our target our target showed up yeah. and and gone disappeared. Yeah, like. Uh, like <laughs> Like that questionable elder relative at Thanksgiving dinner, it would say it disappeared like a fart in the wind. Um, <laughs> I, I wish that that's what was being said. <laughs> Thanksgiving tables. <laughs> uh, you know, I got one small thing though. Uh, Jacob Bartlett uh, sent us a little note here. So the the company, let's see if I get their name right, Celebrity Machines. Um, they did uh, plates for Answer the Call. And they did plates for the new movie as well. And he sent on a great whole thing. They they made the plates for the Ecto, sent them up. Production altered them to purpose. Uh, and then when the car came back to L.A., they Celebrity Machines got to go over and have a look and take some reference photos. And they're doing a limited run of 300 of them going on sale. If you're hearing this, rush. Because oh, it's supposed- Friday of this week. I'm, I'm reading this right now. But so, but this is the answer. Yeah. The call ecto plates. No, no. I only mentioned that the same the same company did the replica plates for the production of Answer the Call. I don't know if they sold replica plates, but they produced the ones for production. Right. And they and they did them for the the new movie as well. And definitely, as as opposed to we're not sure about Answer the Call ones. They're doing a special edition run of three hundred for collectors oh. at a Black Friday price of ten bucks each. So three hundred oh, at ten bucks. Get them while those, you can. Those will be gone. I mean, hopefully, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, go right now. And hopefully, there's a few left. Get the at last this point. last yeah. couple. I only bring it up just because it is a go 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 go. Yeah. Oh, the um, license plates are always good. Like when, when, um, I think it was Diamond Select when they did their run, uh, that was like a Comic Con exclusive. I picked a couple of those up and those are, yeah. I like those plates, but, um, uh, wow. Although the, if, if they're gone, this is a good time to say, well, you should have been following us on social media. Yeah, exactly. Because definitely, uh, when it drops on Friday, as of this recording, a couple of days from now, it drops, uh, will be, uh, absolutely uh getting the word out as quickly as we can so oh my goodness well thanks yeah thanks uh jacob from the circle hey, city jacob. ghostbusters uh long long time listener he's been very loyal and, and awesome to us so thanks jacob for the heads up on that and uh yeah, yeah. hit it what, one more time what was the name of the company chris celebrity C- machines celebrity machines uh, uh search for them they're on facebook that's uh if you want <laughs> that'll be the question people are yelling at their their car 
radio right now. Where? <laughs> Where? I'm pretty sure Google would handle it, but uh, definitely uh, hit Facebook and uh, for celebrity machines. And yeah, it run, pop up. don't walk. If you want one of those plates, run, don't walk. And uh, worst case scenario, just you know, come to our social media and we'll have it posted up there. So exactly. <laughs> Hi, Chris and Troy and all the ghost heads out there. This is Pablo from New York. Um, some might also know me as uh, Call the Ghostbusters on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm just calling in response to last week's episode of what can, <coughs> can or should be uh, in the new film or what the new film can provide for the fandom. And... I was talking about this with a friend of mine, and we also kind of did a thing where we listed uh, pros and cons of what can be in it and what shouldn't be in it. And one of the things we agreed on is, like, we hope that in the new film, when they take on the bad guy or they take on any force that they face, that it should be uh, new methods. You know, I, I personally would not adhere to crossing the streams as the finale. Uh, just because I think that would be a little bit uncreative and the way this film is looking doesn't seem like they will but I know some fans would prefer that some say it would be a good callback but I just hope that within this new film they try new and creative ways to take down the ghost because that's one of the cool things about Ghostbusters 2 is that they, they, in the montage they found new ways and in the finale uh, sort of new ways to take down the, the ghost and villain so hopefully that's one thing we can see what it should be should be something heartful and meaningful and not just relying on nostalgia because if we do then I fear like we might have something that's just a soft reboot when I would prefer something that's a direct sequel anywho uh, thanks for having me on and uh, see you, uh, talk to you next time bye Hey there, Christmas Roy. This is Doug Scarborough Fisher of the Massachusetts Ghostbusters and Gatekeeper Productions USA. Um, we just had a, uh, one of those Crystal Head Vodka signings with uh, Uncle Dan Aykroyd um, at a store called Cappy's at, in Peabody, Mass. Uh, and it was really awesome. Uh, kind of a lot of waiting, but... It, it's really kind of worth it to get to meet Dan if you weren't able to go to like FanFest or anything like that. Uh, we had Ghostbusters from the Massachusetts, Maine, uh, New Hampshire chapters, and also the Springfield Ghostbusters and the Salem, New Hampshire Ghostbusters uh, were there with a couple of their ectos. Um, I know that a lot of the upcoming signings, uh, people are getting a little bit anxious that they're trying to say that Dan is only signing the Crystal Head Vodka bottles, uh, but really all you have to do is just not have like a ton of things for him to sign, and if you want him to sign your pack or something, you know, he's usually just going to be, okay, awesome, that's great, yeah, go ahead, let's do that. You know, just be nice about it, guys, that's it. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to also chime in on the expectations for the new movie, uh, whether it's called Afterlife or not. Uh, you know, pretty much my expectations are stuff we already kind of know about that Jason Reitman has kind of told us about. Uh, you know, that there's the connection to the original movies, that there's this family that we're going to get to know, 
and uh, you know, so, you know, have something to do with busting ghosts, some scares, some laughs, some sort of dark mystery, and just be a fitting tribute to Harold Ramis. That's kind of it. And with any luck, the promise of more possible stories in the future. That doesn't seem like that's really that tall of an order. Uh, seems like a lot of fans out there are nitpicking to death everything and trying to, you know, go, oh my god, there's kids involved. It's like, well, if we're passing the property on, there kind of have to be, you know, younger characters involved. And that's okay. You know? Uh, maybe this will actually get, you know, even more people interested in, in the property again. Uh, as much as the 2016 movie gets kind of bashed a little bit, it brought the resurgence of interest in Ghostbusters. You know, we've got a lot more lady Ghostbusters. You know, the the kids have been more interested in it again. You know, you get some kids that are still going, I like the original. And it's like, well, that's fine. <laughs> but everybody's talking about it. So Ghostbusters 2020 seems like it can only go up from there. And that's really all I'm kind of hoping for. Hey guys, it's Jacob from the Circle City Ghostbusters calling to let you know how I've been able to keep my Ghostbusters 2020 expectations in check. Um, I guess it's one of those things where, like, I kind of went on a big social media purge of a lot of, um, like, movie news sites and even uh, some, you know, unfollowing some certain other Ghostbusters fans. That, that I hate to have done that, but I kind of blacked out all potential sources of Ghostbusters 2020 news to black out Ghostbusters 2020 spoilers, which I really desperately want to avoid, so um, not seeing it. It's kind of been a little out of sight, out of mind, like hearing you guys talk about it, you know, every now and then, or every week or so. It's nice to get my fill of the news on it, or whatever speculation is uh, of note, and then I kind of move on, and I'm uh, really anticipating the trailer, and I mean, the, the teaser was great. Everything that uh, Jason said at FanFest was fantastic. It, it has me not worried at all about the quality of the movie. I think it's going to be great. So I kind of just, that's where my headspace is at. I kind of just go, well, I don't, I try not to think, I guess not try not to. I just kind of naturally have not been thinking about it too much. And, and it's been fine. So, um, great job on the, the podcast this week, Troy, uh, flying solo. You you do the self-deprecating thing a lot, but you know you did all right. So, um, excited to hear you both back next week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Chris and Troy and the world of the psychic. This is Joe from Atlanta, and I decided to call in and weigh in on the proposed, potential, possibly bullshit, possibly real title of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I gotta say, it feels good. I like it. I like the vibe of it. Uh, I'm not looking for the, you know, 36 years down the line, number three, or I guess it would be uh, 31 years from uh, Ghostbusters 2. That's, that's just, I don't know, that gives it, it makes it harder for it to succeed. Uh, people are gonna ex uh, expect it to be the same tone, which it will not be. Everyone needs to take peace with that. Jason Reitman is a very different kind of director from his father, uh, and I expect it to be very good, but I, I expect it to be a different movie than the first two. So, subtitle sounds great to me, Afterlife is very poetic, uh, and uh, just like the 
I just like how it rolls off the tongue. And it's got some good, like, gives me chills a little bit. Just this idea of, yeah, we're going to have to talk about what happened after Egon. We're going to have to talk about what happened after the guy shut down for, like, a much longer time than the five years of the first first uh, two movies. Um, like, people might be in some bad places, but, you know, they're, they're going to pull together and they're going to come out of it and they're going to be triumphant. Uh, you know, dealing with Gozer stuff and all that, like, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bracing myself for it, but I'm very optimistic and I kind of like where, where I'm hearing it's going. So hopefully most people feel that way. Uh, I don't really, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about uh, a repeat a few years back, but hopefully people are positive about this one. Anyway, you guys have a great one and a uh, great holiday and I'll uh, see you on the other side. Hey guys, it's Matt from Lakemore, Illinois. Uh, just uh, wanted to chime in about the Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, title. Uh, there was an article with Dan Aykroyd that he was saying um, it's going to be scary, it's going to be thought-provoking, it's going to be very heartfelt. You'll feel it if you have loved ones that you miss and that you've lost and you want to get back with. It'll be very evocative that way. So uh, I thought you guys might chime in on that with uh, the last episode and I didn't hear anything about it. So if, uh, if you need... Uh, need to send that link to you i will and uh thanks again for your show it's really fun to listen to so see you guys on the other side We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, Chris, uh, we're bringing things to a close. It is nice to yes. get one last proper uh, formatted episode in here with a news segment and and some closing thoughts. And uh, but uh, yeah, so so I did mention at the top of the show we've got some programming that's planned for you all uh, because of the holiday season. We, I mean, this is kind of traditionally what we've done for the last couple of years. Uh, but so next week, uh, hopefully with a, a little bit of love and a little bit of luck, we're going to hear the Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network for this year. Hopefully, yeah, maybe. Wink, wink, oh, yeah. nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Um, Although I will invite people to send in uh, their faves. Like, yeah, uh, and you mentioned last week that you want to put a twist on it with some sort of, uh, you know, like hand, handmade, custom-made, uh, self-made uh, DIY-type uh, ideas. Uh, so if yeah, you have a favorite Etsy store or if you're exactly. selling something yourself, uh, make sure to bring it to our attention so we can mention it. Mostly because while we still live in a golden era of... Um, of Ghostbusters, um, nobody really needs me to say go to Amazon or Google and type Ghostbusters in and see all the cool stuff there. Uh, I'll highlight a few things, but 
what mostly has been absolutely killing it lately is uh, shirts for a while now, but uh, stickers, pins, yeah. uh, challenge coins. Uh, basically, anytime somebody finds a new, uh, uh, some sort of new uh, online print-on-demand something or other, people start making Ghostbusters stuff, and yeah, you can always pick out some for the discerning fan, for the dis- the fan that you want doesn't want to look like they bought it off the shelf at Ghost uh, at uh, Walmart, and there's nothing wrong with those, but. If you want people to know that you're a connoisseur, yeah, you, conversation. If you know you where to get a good one. Stay Puff trivet, that's what I need. I need <laughs> something to put on the that's dining right. table. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, that kind of thing is is definitely what we we want to hear from you. So if you're listening to this, uh, hit us as as soon as humanly possible so that we can get that into uh, next week's show. Yeah, um, and then the week after that, you're going to get some WGBI holiday tunes. Uh, very exciting uh, to be doing that again. Um, and then we have something special planned. You're going to be visited by a few ghosts uh, in in the Christmas and uh, New Year's week. And that's all that I'm going to say uh, at that point. Well, have you um, tried Staples? Um, have you tried Staples? Is the S&P lady shocked in horrors uh, anyway uh yeah so uh so get ready for those two uh, episodes and then uh the first week back from january uh there will be a tobin's audio guide uh another fun one that i think you guys are going to enjoy um and then after that we're finally going to be back back to normal uh come 2020 so and and what a crazy year it is probably going to be i can't even imagine what's in store for us on the flip side of this new year my god what uh, we need to come up with a name for your uh, Coke and tequila because we're gonna need a <laughs> shit ton of them. <laughs> Send in your suggestions, kids. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so this is this is the last opportunity. You you kindly uh, yielded your time last week to uh, other people for your uh, your final thoughts segment. So I got to give you final thoughts here before we go into five six weeks here of, of pre program <laughs> material. I don't really have a, a final thought, although mentioning uh, Scrooged, uh, sad uh, Michael J. Pollard passed away. He played uh, he played the um, uh, what's his name. One of the one of the uh, shelter characters, oh, the one that froze. I, I didn't know that. I, yeah. Oh, that's a. Did that Why didn't you just stay happen? with Claire? <laughs> she had food and would and kept you warm. Um, yeah, it was just a few days ago. Um, at eighty, so uh, I'm raising my glass of unnamed uh, uh, drink to him because that's a that's a life well led yeah and, uh, yeah and as and uh, one of those character actors that you would recognize from god he was in everything he was in everything. roxanne i'm trying to remember what else he was in but a character actor and he burst on the scene like he got his first job as the getaway driver in bonnie and clyde oh really and, and got an oscar nod for it and ah. just kept going from there so. man good for michael j pollard yeah, uh, yeah that's really sad i didn't know that yeah. uh it's not a fun final thought, but at the same no. time, it's a good excuse uh, to watch Scrooge. It's a good excuse to watch something you haven't, you know, um, seen like Bonnie and Clyde. Most people, I, I think we're at a point now where I worry that even the color, the old colored movies, um, not getting the viewings. It used to be that there was a delineation. People were like, you know, have you seen The Thin Man? Oh, I, I don't watch black and white. <laughs> I think we're unfortunately getting to a point where I don't know. I don't know what the excuse is, but people are kind of like, ah. Oh, 
it feels old and they don't go watch it and yeah. it's like, oh, that's a bad idea because there's oh, some Oh, I don't watch anything movies. made before 1992. Uh, oof. <laughs> Especially like the, the classics because uh, let's be honest. Yeah, I know special effects have changed. I know sound recording has gotten better. I know uh, film quality for nighttime shootings has improved and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it's all 24 frames a second and even some of the, you know, like going back to the Wizard of Oz, uh, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz, right? It doesn't matter how old movies are; the 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 really well composed ones still look amazing. Yeah, and, and good storytelling is good storytelling, good no matter storytelling. what format it's in. And um, I will, yeah. you know what? I challenge all of you out there for Christmas to put the Thin Man on um, on your list and watch it. Most people don't uh, again because it's old and black and white. It's noirish, but not super noir because it's actually kind of funny. It's um, uh, what are their names? Nick and Nora, or am I confusing them with all the uh, the uh, parody uh, ones that came after them? Uh. But um, but anyways, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, husband and wife. <laughs> a husband and wife. Let's okay. So if anybody listens to the. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, the... Nick, and, Nick and Nora. Yeah, Nick for, and Nora. For some reason, all I was thinking of was Marine, but that's Marine no Sullivan. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the um, What's the one with Beyond Belief? Uh, Black Acker and Blacker's uh, podcast, um, Thrilling Tales or whatever, Thrilling Adventure, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Is that right? Yeah. God, I'm going sure. a long way around the block to come to this. Yeah. One. But anyways, um, <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins uh, uh, does a uh, comedy radio play called Beyond Belief, which is a husband and wife, a, te- a team of husband and wife uh, spiritualists, but they're perpetually drunk, and that comes from the Thin Man because Nora not so much, but Nick tends to be drinking most of the time, and the <laughs> two of them are not adverse to a party. Like there's, uh, he's living off of her. She has family money. They tend to travel and just be glamorous and drink way too much. But it's get this, it's it's a technically a Christmas film, much the same way uh, Die Hard is, because um, there is a chunk of it that happens on, uh, on you know around Christmas, and there's a Christmas Day scene where he's hung over on the couch, getting himself into weird trick shot positions so he can shoot off the Christmas ornaments with a little pellet <laughs> toy pellet gun he got as a present. Like it's just, I can't describe it. It's not. It's not of this time. It's of its time, and it's still pretty great. Yeah, that's one of those ones I haven't seen in a really like uh, you know I, I caught it on TCM uh, ten years ago, and and that yeah. was the first time I'd actually seen it. And I gotta go back and it's, revisit uh, it. Yeah. Everything after it was not as great. I think the first three are the first one's great. The second and third are not bad, and then they did like two or three more after that, and they're kind of eh, nah. I don't know which one. I don't think it's the first one, but maybe the second one. Jimmy Stewart's the villain. Shh, spoiler alert, it's only been 70 years. But anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I have no final thoughts. It's been a very busy year. That, and let's be very frank here, started at a very stressful, busy uh, part of my life. Yeah, and yeah. into the middle of it, got dropped the news that there's a third movie coming, and really the year hasn't slowed down <laughs> since. <laughs> it's just been a bullet train the entire time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I look forward to talking about new stuff in the new year, and like you say, we're not 
we're not leaving people hanging. We got some. We got our usual stuff yeah, coming. Yeah, I mean, uh, just because you and I will not be uh, recording, uh, we, there there will certainly be episodes that are coming uh, in into the feed. Uh, yeah, pretty consistently well, throughout the holidays. Here, let's be honest. You and I are not recording, and yet you and I are recording. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're we're doing some some special stuff, and that way it just makes it a little more flexible uh, for scheduling and and things like. And we don't have to be watching and sifting through all of the news and. Uh, yeah, one it, of the things I think I might do because we keep threatening this is on the social media, on our uh, crossrip uh, Twitter and stuff like that. I think I might start pulling out, and over the holiday break, um, tweeting out stuff to people. Um, Shout out to new listeners, by the way. I was going to write his down. There's a gentleman who's been plowing his way thoroughly, slowly through the back catalog, which is starting most, with episode one. The yeah. most daunting thing I can think of. Oh, but man. Uh, he's kind of concurrently listening. Like he started with the newest one, uh, I don't know, what, a month or so back, a couple months back? I can't really tell. I don't remember. But he's also been going back and chewing through the old ones, too, which is. Fantastic! It's just I can't imagine what it's like listening to you and I ramble about stuff that's four years old, <laughs> about stuff back in 2015. Yeah, uh, but you know, now's the time to kind of, uh, per the holiday break, I want to, you know, make it easy for people to find, for example, uh, the handful of DVD commentary tracks we did because now's the perfect time to dig them up. Uh, you know, uh, particular interviews we've done and stuff like that. Um, that might be my final thought: is uh, to to proclaim an interdimensional crossrip uh, New Year's resolution, which is you and I are finally going to sit down and we're going to cut together a short little intro episode to put up for you know new listeners yeah. and our, our trailer episodes. So our to trailer speak. episode, yeah. yeah. We've we've never yeah. done that. Podcasts tend to do it. Um, what other final thoughts? Uh, I love how uh, listening to Mo Rocca's uh, obituaries. Um, <laughs> podcast he's very good at getting to the end and then asking people <laughs> to like you know go subscribe <laughs> go give us a review by the way thank you to everybody i don't know if i'm still looking at canada's or the states but there is a ton if it's canada you guys really stepped up because i think the last time i looked a couple of years ago there's only like five reviews in canada and even the states only had a dozen or so but there's like 30 plus something like that like oh, it's wow i haven't yeah i'll have to go look at i haven't seen the canada uh you're talking about the itunes canada yeah. uh, reviews and yeah. rock solid five stars across the board oh, man thanks everybody so, I had no thanks idea. everybody yeah uh, the, and those of you that haven't please you know please go um you know what i'll even take a you know a four star with a caveat sort of thing like well, <laughs> i'll take more reviews out things to fix that's for sure yeah. you know how it is on amazon uh you don't buy the thing that has two five star reviews you want the one four star review that's got you know 25 or 250 reviews right that's yeah. a product you want to buy yeah then you know that multiple <laughs> people have said good things about it or semi-decent things about it yeah uh so please um yeah, what else? Oh boy, if you buy my game too, by the way, give it a go, give it a thumbs up there, people. The Steam a uh, algorithm is uh, a harsh mistress. <laughs> yeah, the Pit Infinity, you got to go the hit pit that up. Pit Infinity. And, yeah, um, yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, we're, we're not, we don't make triple AAA, AAA games, but we make twenty dollars games that you can play forever. How about that? There's yeah. a, there you go, kid. There you go. Here's here's something that you can have forever, forever. Um, all right, well, uh, man. It's so hard to say goodbye. 
<laughs> but we're we're going to here. Uh, so uh, f- for myself, for Chris, for everybody on the Miller Time episode last week, for Mr. Ryan Dole, who is the standout star of every time that he shines in these oh, episodes. don't say that. I'm just saying. It'll Ryan. just go to his head. <laughs> Why couldn't you have said something like, Gary, we would have loved to hear more from you or something this like that. This is true, but... Uh... Do not wind Ryan up. He does not need it. It's... Uh, <sighs> get ready. Oh, get ready. Anyway, uh, everybody have a, a very happy holiday season. Stay safe. Uh, stay warm if you're in the colder sections of the world right now. And uh, hope you enjoy the, the programming in the weeks to come. We'll see you on the other side in 2020. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so